session three on Ephesians 2, 4 to 7, we're going to focus on being rich in mercy. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. So, Father, as we are focusing on this little phrase, this magnificent, infinitely important little phrase, rich in mercy, show us yourself as merciful, I pray. Empower us, transform us, make us peaceful and content and confident and bold and merciful in our salvation because of your mercy, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So we have have seen in, in verses 1 to 3 that our condition was so terrible in our deadness and in our being in lockstep with the age of this world and in collusion with the devil and by nature being such rebellious people and being in bondage to the passions of our flesh that wrath was a fitting response to us. God's wrath was the dominant reality about God here at the end of this text. And so when we shift gears here, how are we supposed to read it? But God, we shouldn't stop there and say, but God, meaning he's anti-wrath. So there was wrath in verses one to three, but God, he's not wrathful. No, we should read it like this. But God being rich in mercy and not just wrathful. So wrath was totally fitting. And it is totally fitting. God has wrath towards the sin and towards the heart that sins. But that's not the whole story. And this is such precious news. No, so let this sink in. This is God's revelation to us in the Bible of what God is like. And he's saying God is rich in mercy. He is richly merciful. And, and let's just gather all the words here so that we can see them all at once. He's great in love. We are saved by grace. By grace you have been saved. And in the coming ages, he's going to show immeasurable riches of that grace in kindness. So we have kindness, grace, love, mercy. All of that in addition to wrath. All of that creating possibilities of joy and hope and deliverance and everlasting contentment in the presence of God. So let's just say a word about each of these. Kindness would be God's general goodness. In, in every way that God can be good to us, he will be good to us. And he will be good to us in spite of our sin. That's what grace is. Grace is the goodness of God, the kindness of God to guilty people, undeserving people. Mercy is the kindness of God to people who are desperate, hopeless, uh, hurting, 
they engender pity. So mercy and grace are not exactly the same. Both involve this kindness coming toward us, but one in response to our our hopeless condition of hurt, misery, and the other in our condition of guilt and condemnation. And then the love of God, we'll spend a whole session on that, perhaps next time, is the fact that God, in all of this, wants us. You look at chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in his presence. He wants us in his presence. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself. So he wants a family. He wants the family for himself. He chooses and he wants us before him. That's a picture of God's love. But let's focus for just a moment on mercy. Being rich in mercy. The word mercy. We've already said that mercy is the kind of pity you feel. Here's a picture of it in Psalm 103. As a father shows compassion, and some translations read, as a father shows pity or mercy, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. That's what I mean when I say he sees us in our misery and our weakness and our hopelessness, our hurt. He remembers that we are dust. So this compassion, is this mercy is not a response to sees us in our guilt. That's what grace is. But sees us in our dust. Our frame is weak. And in response to our hurt and our weakness and our misery and our hopelessness, like a father, he has compassion on us. So that's a, that's a picture of mercy. And here's another crucial thing that we need to see about mercy, lest we sentimentalize it in a way that Paul wouldn't. Here's Romans 9, 15 to 18, probably the most extended treatment of God's mercy in Paul's letters. He says to Moses, God says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. That means I'm free. Nobody can make me have mercy on anybody. I choose whom to have mercy on. My mercy is not constrained. My arm is not twisted behind my back, making me have mercy. I am totally free in the dispensing of my mercy. So, it depends not on the human will or exertion, him who wills or runs, but on God who has mercy. So, mercy depends on mercy. Mercy depends on the mercy-having God. And then he concludes in verse 18, so then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. He can pass over people, and he can show mercy to people. 
He can give them up in hardness, or he can show them mercy and deliver them. And that's the focus here. God being rich in mercy. So let's just focus now on the word rich. If mercy is the free, undeserved kindness to people who are poor and hurting and miserable and hopeless and desperate, this riches here applied to God would be how much? How rich is God? The riches of God are infinite. And the implications of that are emotionally and relationally and for the sake of our lives, glorious, wonderful. They never, never run out. We never have to fear that the mercy that inclined God to save us is going to run out. It's rich, and it's God's kind of rich, which means inexhaustible. So, let's let it sink in that God, who is wrathful in verses 1 to 3, is now being revealed as kind and gracious and loving and not only merciful, but free in his mercy. He can give it to anybody he please. You can never put anything in God's way and say, well, I guess I won't get any because I don't deserve it. Nobody deserves mercy. Nobody deserves grace or love or kindness in view of verses 1 to 3. The riches of God, that is, the infinite resources of God in mercy, are the basis for he made us alive. That's the structure here, isn't it? God, being rich in mercy, made us alive. We exist as living Christians, because this riches overflowed to us.